and it's going to be really difficult to sort of tear those conjoined twins away from each other. So I'm interested in looking at economies that are more generative as opposed to extractive that don't have oppression at the center of them. Um, and those are more communal and circular economies. So still dealing with money, but thinking more about how we can, again, have our needs met, how we can um, exchange different forms of currency, how we actually can um, prioritize rest as opposed to acquiring and accumulating more things. And that's like, you know, a mega shift that we need to make in general. Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, discover our unique gifts, and make a lasting impact on the world by connecting with our souls. I'm sharing with you all the wisdom and tools I've been taught on meditation, mindfulness, yoga, business, and spirituality. I'll be having conversations with other creative entrepreneurs who have manifested outward success by doing inner work. Success comes from within. Let's go on this expansive journey together. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. If you are new around here, welcome to this corner of the world. My name is Kelly Mason, and I'm your hostess today. On Thursdays, I have on special guests. All of my guests are very special amazing humans doing really cool stuff. And on Tuesdays, you can catch me doing solo casts, sharing whatever's on my mind or whatever's coming through the ethers. Sometimes I'm teaching, sometimes I'm guiding a meditation, sometimes I'm chatting about what's happening in the world. So you can check out these different offerings on Tuesdays, solo, Thursdays, guests. And today is your lucky day because I have on Michelle Pelizon, and she is the head witch in charge at Holisticism. Super fun conversation. I, I had so much fun chatting with Michelle, and I feel like she's the, the like yin to my yang, you know, the person that you find that you could just talk to forever and you're, you're so interested in what each other have to say. I was fascinated by her mind and her intelligence and how intellectual she is yet super grounded and witchy blending spirituality and business in the mystic realm of life is my jam and I had a blast picking her brain and talking about fun CEO things as well as Akashic records and astrology and the happenings of the times and capitalism and socialism and all kinds of isms that happen in holisticism. So a little bit about Michelle. She spent her 20s working in tech and startups, which is always really fascinating to me, people who leave the tech world or the corporate world and come into the entrepreneurial world and um, take what they learned and leave the rest and create really innovative products and companies. So she she began um, holisticism to bridge that gap between the intuitive and the intellectual and make well-being more relevant and accessible. As a person living with epilepsy, Michelle's unique experiences with startups and the wellness space impact her work deeply. And it's so interesting to hear people's stories and how they came into this work because sometimes you're like, yeah, I'm a witch and I'm a CEO. And okay, okay well, which came first? How? <laughs> Tell me all the things. How do we develop our, our connection with source and our intuition and um, the unseen and incorporate it into our life's work? And finding your really unique gifts and what you're good at. And I, I love how she's tapped into her deep knowledge of all kinds of business and strategic concepts and poured them into something that's super beneficial and progressive for the world that we're entering into. She's creating a space for healers to be able to make money and connect with each other and learn business tools to honor 
the new paradigm we're, we're moving into and also not skimp out on their worth because the work that healers do is very powerful and needs to be nurtured and treated as work. Um, but also keeping in mind that the people who need it most sometimes are needing more accessibility. So she's created this beautiful space. I cannot wait for you to hear all about it. So without further ado, enjoy this episode with Michelle, the head witch in charge at Holisticism, and myself, Kelly Mason. You're in for a jolly good time. See you on the other side. Welcome, Michelle, the head witch in charge of the podcast. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that title. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. It's it sounds much better than CEO, in my opinion. Yeah, it's fabulous. I was like, <laughs> yeah, um, I need to talk to her because <laughs> this is great. So I'm just gonna have you share with our audience who's listening right now. Hi, everybody. Um, a little bit about what you do, why you do it, your favorite things about it, and give us the details. Yeah. So like you said, I'm the head witch in charge at Holisticism and uh, Holisticism is a company that I started a few years ago with the intention of making the wellness world more accessible and inclusive. At the time I was really thinking about classism in the wellness space and I've learned so much since I started uh, Holisticism three years ago and the world has shifted so much in its conversation. So now what we do, what I love about what I do is pretty much everything, but we blend intuitive business to help make wellness more accessible to more people. So we do that two different ways by providing resources and education to people who are generally wellness enthusiasts and uh, wellness curious. So things like free classes, uh, courses, opportunities to meet new practitioners. And then on the flip side, on the other side of that, we help wellness practitioners understand their businesses so that they can deepen their impact and not get burnt out and do that from an intuitive perspective. So sort of blending the business world and the intuitive witchy world, because I really believe that we need as many healers as we possibly can get on this planet. Mm -hmm. We need them to do their work. We need them to not get burnt out because um, you're not helpful to anyone when you're burnt out and we need them to get paid <laughs> and, and like continue that cycle and, and really like shift shift the world in a major way right now um, and beyond. So that's kind of what we do at Holisticism and we do that in a plethora of different ways. And um, I love my job because I get to be my witchy self and I get to also nerd out on tech and analytics and all the businessy stuff. So it's kind of, I'm totally living my dream job. I love that. That so resonates with me too. I'm a hairdresser. My background is in being a hairdresser for the last 15 years. And I had that same kind of um, message coming to me was hairdressers need to get paid more for what we're doing. And, and mm. we're spending so much of our energy, giving it away and people pleasing and giving things okay. away for free and not honoring ourselves. And it really inspired me to, that's why I started this podcast was to help hairdressers stand more in their power, be able to protect their energy and mm. which has all kind of spiraled into expanding into more creative entrepreneurship and, and helping people be more intuitive with their businesses. So I totally That's awesome. That. You know, when I first started holisticism, I actually, I came from a tech background. And before mm -hmm. that, before I was in tech, I was a professional modern dancer. So I've had a weird life, but, cool. um, when I started holisticism, I actually built software. So I coded software to help wellness practitioners run the back end of their business. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause I was like, you know, my idea originally, my hypothesis was if I can help people run their businesses more effectively then they're going to be able to lower their rates or get more bang for their buck because they won't have overhead for things like, you know, all the services. If, if I can get it all in one place and make their life easy, then I can make this, this work more accessible for more people for, across the board. And something that I really looked at as a comp was style seat, because mm. to your point, um, stylists are very, very similar in the way that they approach business in that they sometimes don't, <laughs> um, and they love what yeah, they do. We're artists and creatives. Right. And like, and that's beautiful. And I get that as someone who also was an artist for a very long time. Mm -hmm. um, and often people who are healers and helpers are female identifying or LGBTQIA mm -hmm. or have another area, a marginalized identity. And these are also, to your point, people who are not getting paid their worth, who are not getting their needs met. 
um, who are, certainly aren't getting their needs met by our government in any way that's actually useful, useful or helpful, and who really need the, the help and the education to get to a place where they can feel supported um, energetically, financially, emotionally, spiritually by their work so that they can continue to pour into their communities. So I love, I mean, I love that because I really did a lot of research on stylists and all the software out there for That's stylists. Funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting how the beauty industry, like, I guess I call it the beauty industry, but that's a whole nother story. Um, but in hairdressing and, 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 and giving that service of, of, uh, you know, cutting someone's hair, coloring someone's hair and the wellness industry of giving people energy healing or Ayurvedic modalities or whatever it might be massage aesthetics, they're really merging and we're starting to see the parallels between hundred percent, you know, the service and how important it is. So I love that you're creating that space for people to be able to not only find them, uh, but also supporting the people who are maybe like us who are like, we're artists and healers and we just want to help people really be able to do that and be abundant in their lives. And uh, I think that's so important. Yeah, we can't take care of ourselves. We can't take care of other people. Yeah. And it's, it goes into, you know, we could, I could totally like wax poetic on all this stuff and do a super deep dive, but we've lived in an an industry and an economy, capitalist patriarchal economy for so long that, that really highlights the individual and uh, promotes scarcity because that's how capitalism exists. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a potential that capitalism doesn't have to be this oppressive, extractive force, but that's mm-hmm. what it is right now. Yeah. And I'm really into the idea of building community and building an economy that is generative and regenerative as opposed to extractive. Mm. And so how can we do that? And also recognize that that doesn't mean that we, we can't have anything. It means that we all get our, our needs met equally mm-hmm. and getting your needs met. Isn't just like scraping by paying rent and barely being able to afford food and sometimes getting to splurge on like, I don't know, dry cleaning. It means having your needs met um, mm-hmm. across the board. So I'm very passionate about all of that and I could talk about yeah. it forever. But I'm, Well, I'm actually kind of interested and I'd love to, to just dive into that vein for a second on your um, strategies and systems that you've put in place because you sound like a strategy and, and systems person like me. I'm a Capricorn <laughs> sun and my Mercury's in Capricorn and I'm like, oh my God. can we talk yeah. about all of the systems and strategies, please? Anyone who's <laughs> listening who's like, screw you, this is boring, I'm an air sign or like this is, I feel- Well, too- I'm a triple water. So mm-hmm. if you're really? listening out there and yeah, I'm Pisces sun, Cancer rising, Scorpio moon, Scorpio or Pisces, Venus, like I got all of the, okay. I got all of the Fifi's, mm-hmm. um, but I do have my Capricorn Saturn. So I get you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably really strong then the Saturn <laughs> ruling Capricorn. You're like, I will just dive all the way into that to support yeah. my feelings. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you like hard work? Do you like pain? Great. That's where we're going to live. Well, welcome to my life on planet Earth. I'm like, is this supposed to be all suffering? No, just relax a little bit. Right. How can I make it harder? That's, yeah. that's like my old motto earlier in my life. How can I make this more difficult? Yes. But I, I love this and I love that you are challenging capitalism and the patriarchal system that has existed to make it more like tangible and digestible for people to understand. Because I think when we start throwing these terms around and we start having these conversations, if you, if you haven't been studying or like looking at the systems or looking at the structures to understand what it actually means, it's really hard to either resist it or to be ignorant to it or to just continue doing it because you don't know any other way. So let, totally. let's talk a little bit about like what you've created, what kind of thoughts have come up for you as a really deeply empathetic feels like pe- person and someone who's trying to find a solution. Yeah. Well, I think that this is perhaps this feeling that many healers, sensitive people get, or honestly, just like lots of people get around business, which is that it feels icky and wrong. And they, mm-hmm. they don't like the way that business, the business world works, and they don't want to hustle and like live that culture and life. Um, Cause it doesn't feel good. And, and also the idea of bringing what they have, the gifts that they have, the unique perspective, the, education, the, in my, in my case, many, many mistakes that I've made along the way that I want to 
impart to other people and be like, don't fuck up the way I fucked up. Save yourself some time. Don't yeah. lean into the pain. Um, they want to bring that out into the world, but they don't know how. So, so many people just end up doing this for free, right? I was mm-hmm. like, they give away everything for free. And then they're, they're wondering why they're broke or why they actually really resent people who are asking to them to give things. This is a little bit of like a codependent perspective too. Mm-hmm. But I think that obviously we, we, this goes back to systemic oppression, like at the root of capitalism. Capitalism didn't necessarily have to be this economic system that had oppression at the center of it, but it does because <laughs> capitalism was formed uh, during you know, the original accumulation, the primitive accumulation in Europe. And part of that was, <laughs> part of that primitive accumulation was demoting women to second-class citizens and making them property and suddenly taking away equal rights for all and seeing people as human beings who could contribute to the world in different ways, whether it's through caretaking or creating community or being, being healers or being helpers or guides and, and viewing human beings as productivity machines. Mm-hmm. So if you couldn't make something um, <laughs> then you didn't have value and the value that you did have that you could have was as a product. And so it, I really love this woman, Sylvia Federici. Have you read any of her work? Mm-mm. She's amazing. I have a, a bookcase behind me and her, I have a couple of her books in here. One that I so strongly recommend everyone read is called women, witches and witch hunting. Mm. And it's a super short book. It'll take you like 30 minutes to read it. It's basically like a treatise but it's fantastic. And it talks about the connection between the origins of capitalism as we know it now, this oppressive structure that perpetuates racism, sexism, misogyny, cissexism, heterosexism, Islamophobia, all of the isms, right? All of the marginalized sort of sites of oppression. Um, And that really originated and, and interestingly coalesced with witch hunts and how we started hunting women. Um, This is giving me like chills just thinking about it, but um, how we started villainizing women and the female identity and the feminine, uh, which is creation for creation's sake, right? It's not creation to be monetized. Like uh, the original labor was women actually giving birth to more workers, right? That's what they became as a product. Their wombs were a product to create more workers who could work in the fields and make more profit. So um, just kind of like looking at it from that perspective, which albeit may be considered a radical perspective to some, um, definitely shifted the way that I view capitalism and just business in general. And I don't think that, you know, capitalism necessarily is this structure that we have to like completely destroy and throw away. I think that the structure of capitalism as it exists now, though, is interwoven with oppression and it's going to be really difficult to sort of tear those um, conjoined twins away from each other. So I'm interested in looking at economies that are more generative as opposed to extractive that don't have oppression at the center of them. Um, And those are more communal and circular economies. Mm -hmm. So still dealing with money, but thinking more about how we can, again, have our needs met how we can um, exchange different forms of currency, how we actually can um, prioritize rest as opposed to acquiring and accumulating more things. And that's a, that's like, you know, a mega shift that we need to make in general. It is a huge, I mean, I'm listening to this, everything you're saying, and I feel like you took a little swim inside of my brain. extracting all of the things I've been thinking about in like the most beautiful, eloquent poetry. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a huge consciousness shift. It's a, I've been saying that this a lot to myself because I talk to myself most. (laughs) So we all, but I'm like, quarantine. (laughs) this is, yeah, seriously. It's been very, very highlighted. Like this is a consciousness shift. This is a human level shift that needs to happen. And I love that you're, you know, talking about capitalism in, 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 a, in a different way, because we hear the, we only really, I, at least I have only been hearing and consuming like this one other option, which 
I don't know if I, if I a hundred percent agree, I've, I'm still sorting things out in my mind. Cause I don't ha- I'm a person who's like, well, if I don't have the answer, then I can't disagree with that answer totally. because I need totally. to figure out my own opinion. And I've been boiling it down and kind of reflecting it back to myself as like toxic, toxic capitalism and a healthy capitalism. And I love that you're, you're diving into that. Like, where can this be shifted? And I don't know. I, I have to think. I'll have to get back to you on this, but there's this YouTube video someone sent me and it's this woman and she okay. is talking about, um, the tier, like the, like, uh, like a top-down system, like, yes. okay, here, she, yes, top-down capitalistic system. And what could we do instead? And she's showing these circular, how everything is ebbing and flowing and moving into each other. Have you seen that? I'm going to, I haven't seen it, but and I'm yeah. it. Oh my God, please send it. I would love to, I love taking in this stuff because alternative economic models are models, right? Like they, we got to try them and see them in IRL and, and feel them out. And, you know, there's no right answer. And I actually want to like double click on what you said. Um, if I don't have the right answer, then I don't have like a right to say, if I, I can't like disagree until I have the right answer. Okay. Can I share something with you? That's like a little bit personal, but I feel like it's appropriate. Absolutely. Okay. So I love therapy. Uh, if you're out there, go to therapy, strong recommend. We love a good cognitive behavioral therapist. Um, and I was telling my, th- talking to my therapist about this in particular, right? Like that. I don't feel like I can complain about something. I actually, I know that I can't complain about something until I have a solution for it because that was something that I learned as a kid from my mom. And my therapist told me that that's something that um, actually like an, a narcissistic adult or a narcissistic system would tell, some, would tell you mm-hmm. that you can't have a problem until you solve it. You're not allowed to claim that this is uncomfortable or that you're in pain until you have a solution out of it. And when we're kids or when we don't have the answer, when we feel like, you know, when we're young and still learning, um, how are we supposed to know the answer? Like we have to ask for help. And I, I find that just like so fascinating to sort of reorient the way that I look at what I think is problematic in the world and to just say like, oh, I have a problem with that. Don't have a better solution for it, but I'm going to try. I'm going to like start researching, mm-hmm. but I just know that like this ain't it, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what's it, but this is not right. Um, and it's really freeing because like you don't have to have all the answers. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> nope. and- yeah, I, I know. And I think that, um, you know, there's a difference between complaining and, and, and stating an awareness. Dang it. Totally. Right. Like, totally. oh, I am aware that this is fucked up and I don't like it. I'm not complaining about it because I don't have a solution yet, but I am also, I am also now bringing it to awareness and conscious attention that this is something to put focus into. Mm-hmm. And, um, because I, I, I don't know, I'm not a complainer. I'm like, I don't want to complain and be like, I can't, it's just so terrible. I hate it, you know, but I do. And as I'm getting older and I have two children, I'm starting to become aware of like the things that I'm having to reprogram within myself from mm. what's been passed down to me. And I know that they're going to receive some kind of weird things when they go, they'll be like, mom, you did this to me. And I just got out of therapy and like I met with my thing and like all this stuff. And I'll be like, oh, oops. Yeah, totally. Totally. It'll be like a sideways word that you said and you never thought about again. And they're like, I think I figured this out doing EMDR therapy. That one time (laughs) you said this one thing in the mall, you know? (laughs) Yes. But I am definitely aware that now, especially because I have them as these little sponges, Mm. what is it that I can pour my attention into to to make this better for them? And I don't want to leave them like what... I don't want them to watch the news right now. I don't want them to know what's going on. Like I want to keep them, you know, somewhat innocent and and sweet to the fact that life doesn't have to be the way that it is right now. Mm. And um, we're working on it for you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine how challenging this time has been to be a parent and have kids at home. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Nothing like going through a crisis while there's like people who are still relying on you to feed them. And yeah, (laughs) you're like easy Mac again tonight. (laughs) Yeah, But it has been a beautiful mirror of the beauty of life. And Mm -hmm. um, 
that is one thing if you are listening to have children or if you don't and you you just can are really having a hard time seeing any beauty in this time or um it really is it, when i see them i am reminded that in the present moment like it's still beautiful and we can still be here and we can still experience joy even when there's horrible things going on um but yeah they they have been a blessing for sure keeping me <laughs> sane or else who knows what i would have done by now <laughs> Oh man, you're, um, I'm so in, impressed. We have a group called the North Node and Holisticism. That's a group of entrepreneur, intuitive entrepreneurs. And we have a bunch of moms, a bunch of parents in there. And I'm just so impressed by all of them um, managing all the things in this time and taking care of human beings, like making sure other human beings are alive yeah. is just incredible. It's next level. <laughs> it's, it's next. Like if you're a parent during the pandemic, it's like, this was for a purpose. You're learning. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like you're a super parent now. Like people, you'll go down in history. Yeah. You get, you get a prize. Like, yeah, you're, you get a super bowl ring at the end of this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. So I I'm interested in the, in your witchiness. Can we, let's pivot there for a second. Oh yeah. Let's absolutely. Because this has been really fun and I could nerd out on, on this <laughs> stuff all day long. And, and yeah. But I'm really curious about your journey of like, were you always, did you always know you're a witch since you were a little kid? Did you um, have a special teacher that exposed you to something? Did you read a book? Like what was your catalyst to returning to your, your roots? Yeah, good question. I've always been into, I think like most kids are, right? Like magic and stories. And um, when I was younger, I was really into mythology. I took Latin like from fifth grade all the way up until high school because I just I wanted to like read Greek and Greco-Roman myths in um, the original Latin, which is like next level nerd. There's a the Capricorn. Um, mm -hmm. But I was a professional, I was a, a ballet dancer growing up. So I was pretty like mm, straight edge and like focused and I was kind of obsessed with school. And um, when I was 17, I started having seizures out of the blue. I'd never like done drugs or drank or anything. I was a really healthy kid. So it was surprising. And I was having grand mal seizures, the types of seizures that you see like on Grey's Anatomy or some whole bed shaking. And they just came out of nowhere. And my neurologist had no idea what was wrong with me and nobody could figure it out. And they put me on a really intense prescription drug uh, that made me really sick. And I lost my short-term memory and I got brain damage. And this was all in the middle of, uh, happened right before my senior year of high school when I was supposed to be auditioning to go to college for dance. So that kind of threw me for a loop. And um, I didn't really understand why it was happening at the time. I think I know now. But I ended up going to New York to study dance at NYU. And I had some amazing teachers there who really like pointed me in the direction of somatics and understanding the body and how the body speaks to us and recognizing my hypersensitivity and just like, I'm super fucking sensitive to everything around me all the time. And it is like when you plug a blow dryer into a European outlet, right? Like an American blow dryer and it just short circuits. Um, that was kind of what was happening to me is like, I just couldn't, my little body like couldn't contain all this, all of this stuff without shutting down or else it like, I think it would have just destroyed me. So I got really lucky. Um, one of my teachers was a Reiki master as well as a modern dance professor. And she recommended me to a shaman who I saw in New York. And after one session with that person, I never had another seizure again. And I was able to go off my medication, which was crazy. And um, that was kind of the beginning of my journey and, and why I became so passionate about making wellness more inclusive and more accessible because I felt like I got all of these, I had like the most immense layers of privilege, right? I'm like a white cis woman from who's middle class, who was living in New York, who happened to know someone who knew someone and got to see this person who didn't even have a business card or a website, right? And one in 10 people has a seizure disorder, which means millions of people have seizures just like me. And I knew that they would never get the care that, um, that I got. So I thought that was just profoundly unfair. And um, that was really like my trigger into this world um, but I'd always been super into astrology and I really started diving into my witch, witchy roots when I started studying my, my own ancestry. I'm Italian and um, I started reading about Italian witchcraft and Stregoria and I realized that the things that my 
my noni and my nono used to do, um, who moved here from Italy, were like old Italian witchcraft folklore, you know, folk witch, witch magic. And um, that just was so in my blood. Um, so it was cool to discover that and just lean even more into that and then open that up and part of my business too. That's really cool. What kind of practices do you use regularly? Like, are you into meditation or more rituals or like what, what is your, your fancy? Right now I'm very into like ancestor worship and altars. So Mm -hmm. that's a big part of Italian folk magic too. You know, the cool thing about (laughs) kind of cool thing about Italian sort of magic is that it blends Catholicism. I'm not Catholic, but I grew up going to Catholic school and I always really like appreciated having patron saints, Mm -hmm. you know, saints that you would pray to who it's not like, you know, a pantheistic religion, obviously, but you would pray to a saint for a thing, which is like kind of like praying to a God for a certain thing, you know, a specific God. And I, I always kind of like gave that a side eye when I was learning about it growing up and now I understand it more. So I like lighting candles. I like sort of invoking a certain person or a saint or a member of my family to help me with something. I like making up an altar. Right now I have like Italian cookies and peppers from my garden on my altar with some water and a candle burning and pictures of my ancestors. And that's just really nice to me. It's like, you know, they're part, they're here and they're mm-hmm. helping me. Um, but other things that I do, I, I read Tarot de Marseille, which is an Italian form of tarot and is the original form of tarot. Oh and yeah, it's a little bit different than our normal tarot deck. And um, it's totally fascinating and interesting. I find that it just resonates with me more. Um, and just listening to my body. I think our bodies are like these divine instruments and gardening. I do a lot of gardening and getting out in nature, um, which we're really lucky because we live, we live in LA, so we can do that a lot. But that's it. I don't meditate. I'm a bad meditator. Um, like I go through phases of, of meditating, but I do appreciate it when I do it. It's just Sometimes it gives me more anxiety than actually helping me. Yeah. Well, I think meditation too is is what you want it to be, right? Gardening yeah. is meditation. Lighting a candle is meditation. Anything you do with intention and focus is meditation. Totally. And I think especially us as Americans, we get very hung up on like literalism. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, meditation. I know yeah. what that is. You sit in a lotus position and you float until you transcend your body. It's like, no. <laughs> I mean, you can. Sure. Right, like that's cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but, definitely. I, I think you're right. And something else that I that I practice is uh, I'm a certified Akashic Records reader, which doesn't mean, I mean, it just means that I like took a lot of classes in the Akashic Records and I practiced for a while, but anyone can open their Akashic Records, which is so cool. And so I love doing that for my students and for myself and in my business. I ask a lot of questions of the Akashic Records um, for my business and where I should price my offerings and how, how I should approach problems that I'm trying to solve. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not that familiar with Akashic Records. I mean, I do all kinds of things on myself and with myself, and I've had a lot of teachers from different walks of life and, and paths share things with me and elders. But um, this word Akashic Records keeps coming up in like this modern day. And I'm like, what is that freaking Akashic record? And I'm like, oh. somebody was kind of explaining it to me. And I'm like, well, I kind of do that, but like, you, you probably I do. I yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. call it that, but yeah. Explain that to me. Yeah, of course. I just want to know so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I had the same problem when I first learned, like heard the term, I was like, what the fuck does this mean? You know, I would like search it on Google and come up with these, all these weird cult websites. And I was like, this is not, this, this ain't it. Like, no, I don't want to be in a cult. Um, but it's like, thankfully the SEO on Akashic Records has improved dramatically over the last couple of years. So you can find some reasonable places, resources to learn more about it. But the term Akashic Record is modern and it was, um, it was used by Helena, but Petrova, but spot something Russian, um, a, a woman who actually originated the spiritualist movement in New York in the early 1900s. And she was sort of like a psychic medium, spiritualist, and she started using the term Akashic record and the Akasha to describe like a next level sort of liminal plane where all information is stored, mm-hmm. um, which is super appropriative. Like she's a white woman from Russia using a Sanskrit word. Akasha is Sanskrit. 
because she's into India once and um, to make this spiritual thing seem more, I don't know, like maybe exoticized. Um, and then that term kind of caught on people like Edgar Casey started using it. He's a famous medical medium around that same time period. And it kind of fell into our normal sort of vernacular, but the Akashic, what we call the Akashic record has existed like since the dawn of time and pretty much across cultures from the ancient Egyptians to the Mayans, to, um, the Moors, to the Druids, there's been this reference to, um, what we call the Akashic record, which is essentially a plane where all information is stored that has happened, will happen, or is going to happen. Um, in Judy, in like, you know, Jewish history and traditional Jewish texts, it's called the book of life Mm -hmm. in Islam. I think they reference it as the Lumefos. Um, so I think that, you know, the, the idea is that we're there, everyone's kind of referencing the same thing, Mm -hmm. this liminal space. We're in for kind of like the mystical cloud, where all the information is stored and we can connect to it um, either by meditating or by saying something called the Akashic Records pathway process prayer. And when we do, we can open the records of anything of ourselves, of a business, of a relationship, of a house, of a car, whatever we want. Um, Anything that's been on this planet, anything on planet earth, and we can get information. Um, So it's pretty cool. We we can't do it on air. No, I'm like, but, but she's like, let's do it right now. Yeah. So you you just like tap in and and receive like chat. Yeah. I mean, we could do it on air, but I I recommend like anyone can do it. And the way that you do it is you say the pathway process prayer. And actually, if you go to holisticism holisticism.com, which is our website, on the very first page, there's a 14 day psychic superpower like email that we send and it walks you through the Akashic records. Every single day we send you a new question. So the cool thing about the records is that you access them by asking questions. And I think that's like 90% of the work is, is creating a question that's really good that you want to, you really want to know about. And it's not just like, you know, phoning it in or, um, you know, you know, when we say mantras that are like, I want abundance and it's just so vague. Yeah, it's like, like rubbing well, the genie bottle. Exactly. Yeah. Like, what does that You have mean? an abundance of goats. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have an abundance of laundry. Like, what do you mean? Like, be specific. Mm-hmm. What do you actually want? Even if it's like, I want an abundance of money. Okay, but what is, to what end? Like, why? How is that going to, what are you going to do with it? How much money? What's abundance of money even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I love that about the records is that you, it's a conversation. It's not like, you know, with the tarot where you pull one card and then you're like, fuck. Okay. I just get this card. And like, I hope I can figure out what that means. <laughs> I just pulled the death card, by the way, um, off the top of the deck to show you that. But with the Akashic Records, you will ask your question. Maybe it's, how should I price this offering? What should I price this offering as? And they'll give you an answer. And it may not be the answer you want to hear. And it might be like, in order to find out the price, you have to start wearing your hair in double ponytails and then it will come to you. You know, like it, it might be sort of, like you have to jump through hoops, but you can always say, why? <laughs> like, why do I need to do that? Or why can't you tell me right now? Or can you explain that in a way that I understand? And I think that's really empowering. Um, another thing I like about the Akashic Records is that you have free will. Like you choose your own destiny. The Akashic Records show you the most likely outcome based on the trajectory that you're already on, but you can always change the trajectory. You know, you can always turn the wheel if you don't like what you ha- what you hear. and uh, you know, on the flip side of that, if you like what you hear and you don't do any work to make it happen, it could not happen. Right. So I find them to be just this like really cool tool. It's kind of like you get the keys to the universe and um, with great power comes great responsibility, um, but they're fun. So if anyone's curious to go learn more about them, that challenge is free and it's super fun. And um, wow. yeah, they're just, they're interesting to, to play around with and you can find your own relationship to them. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. What, can you, can you say it again? It's on Holisticism, which is your website. Yeah, holisticism.com. And it'll be on the very first page, like right above the fold. Um, so you don't even have to scroll down. You'll, you'll be able to see that. 14 days to psychic superpowers is what we call it because the Akashic Records is, it's a mouthful. So yeah. I cool. I actually just went and downloaded one of your, um, your, your offerings, your email 
Oh, often. oh, emailless magic. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I hope you like it. <laughs> because I was kind of snooping around and looking at things and I'm like, uh, she just, did she just get my brain again? Because that's the one thing that I'm great at talking. I'm great at this. And I actually am a writer, but writing emails, I have a huge resistance to, and I know that I, and I know that I need to do it. It's just, I haven't, and I know that I could be good at it. I know that I am good at it. I just, yeah, you're already good at it. It's one of those things that I, I, I resist. So yeah. uh, I actually just downloaded it because it felt like more my language and something <laughs> that I could digest and understand. Um, and I love that you use Flowdesk too. Cause I like, I like that, that, um, template and that, that way of connecting. So yeah, Flowdesk is sick. Mm -hmm. It is one of my, I've been doing emails for a really long time. Like I said, I worked in tech before this. So mm -hmm. that was kind of my job in tech. And, um, and I love it. It's so fun. Aim, everyone should be on email, like stop giving your money to Mark Zuckerberg by making more content on this platform. Mm -hmm. um, he's truly the worst. Um, and start like owning your own shit, dude, like make your create your audience on your own terms and communicate with them the way you fucking want to, not the way that like an algorithm, a, a tyrannical algorithm decides that you can communicate with people. Yeah. Um, and just be yourself. Like that's the coolest thing about email. I'm so weird. I'm like, I think all my follow my, everyone who's on my, in my audience and in my community just knows how weird I am. Cause that's how I talk in my emails. And I love, I love that you do that though. Not. It's so good. <laughs> like I love the way that you have used your, your expression, the way that you express yourself in person and, and like face to face, it totally comes through in your writing. Oh, thank you. And, That's such a compliment. Uh, I love just your little quippy things and, and the way that you speak in there. And I'm like, she just said, bruh. And I like read it that way. And I was like, huh. I was like, yeah, I'm super nerdy too. So I'm like, woo. Oh. Sometimes when I write like the way that I talk, I'm like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I got to pull myself back. I'm like, that is a deep recesses of your brain joke that no one is going to get. Like, absolutely not. Pels on. Rain it in. <laughs> uh, that's great. I love it. All right. So I'm going to go and take us into the little boil it down section. It's kind of my favorite. I love to see what everybody answers. I'm nervous, but excited. That's good. All right. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Okay. At him. Your spirit animal? Uh, my anima, I guess, would probably be a, uh, my dog, my dog, Bonnie. She's so weird. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you know, I really do think this side note to that answer is that our dogs absorb someone or multiple people's energy and personality. Oh, they do. They do. Like yeah. My husband has a lot of anxiety and our dog is like, <laughs> and I'm like, she is taking it on for you. Would you please, please bring it oh, in? Yeah, they really do. They like feel their little sponges. They feel uh -huh. everything. That's funny. Um, your superpower. Honesty. Hmm. Um, your nemesis. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Favorite scent. Uh, I love vetiver. Oh, me too. Very grounding. Yeah. Um, favorite healing modality for yourself to receive? Oh, to receive. Mm -hmm. mm. Food. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> a great one. <laughs> um, your most favorite uh, zodiac sign besides your own? Oh, I love Scorpios. I love that dagger energy, man. Love that's, Scorp. That's my favorite too. <laughs> and I also love, I'm a Scorpio rising. Scorpio man. So yeah. I, anytime people ask like, what's your sun moon rising or whatever. And I'm like Scorpio. And they're like, <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. You get like this, like, <laughs> it's like I the love witchiest. It. It's the, it's the witchiest sign and just like so deep and secretive and mysterious. Like no one will ever understand. It's the best. Yeah. So good. Um, favorite season. Autumn. Favorite word. Mm. Um, pendulum. Mm. 
um, your favorite band? Oh, this is so hard. Um, I, well, I love Paul Simon, so he's my yeah. favorite band. <laughs> I love Paul Simon too. He's the best. <laughs> I think you either, either love Paul Simon or you just really, or you hate him. You just hate him. You're like you yeah. say too many words. <laughs> You're so grumpy. Like, yeah. what's your problem? <laughs> I, you can call me Al. Is might be in my top like ten favorite songs. Yeah, I, he's just so good. He's just so good. <laughs> um. Okay, we'll do one more because I feel like it. Uh, if you were a superhero, what would your power be? Mm, I just made that up. Nice. I think <laughs> that it would be um, I would want to be able to change people's minds, but not in a mind control way. Like um, I would want people to still have like free will, but um, yeah, but I'd want to be able to like make them make them like seem like awaken break through yeah like breakthrough blocks that they might have around like being able to see out of their like my myopia you know oh like you, you remove like a veil You're yeah like, exactly like this is the world like yeah exactly you can see it now glasses i would probably be like the 2020 vision person okay. that would be my superhero yeah that's really good that's that is very well thought <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're like, I have been waiting for someone to ask me this for like all year. I haven't. <laughs> That's great. Have you watched the Umbrella Academy? Do you, are you no, watching? no, I'm dying to watch it. I'm trying to get my, my partner to watch it with me. He's like so anti-TV, but I'm slowly getting him to watch the TV. Yeah. So I hardly watch any TV um, un until something intuitively comes to me or someone keeps saying it to me over and over again that I need to watch something. Like my yeah. sister was like, you have to watch Umbrella Academy because I love <laughs> mystical fantasy sci-fi mixed with metaphysical and also like things that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's real. I don't know. He talks to the dead. It's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I love it when they portray like things that are metaphysical in a, in a, like a comical or like comic book kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so good. You, you'll love it. It's cool. We've been watching Lovecraft Country. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's kind of, it sounds like right up your alley. Cause it's definitely like sci-fi, mystical, mm -hmm. beautiful, also like historic. It's awesome on HBO I think but it's amazing I'll have to dip into it right now I'm like I'm like okay I'm off the limits of the TV until November 1st <laughs> a big huge thing happening right now and I'm like then I can hang out <laughs> yeah awesome. hopefully it'll it will be a relief not a drowning our our sorrows and <laughs> escaping on no, television it's gonna be a celebration I See, I love TV and it's kind of funny because some people are like, oh, TV is so bad or watching movies or Netflixing or whatever. But I studied film and um, when I was in college and I am obsessed with camera angles and lighting and mood and it's tone and acting yeah. and expression and connection. Like if there's a really good actor, I'm like, I'm like pausing, like, has anyone seen this? And they're like, can you please just watch the movie? I'm like, no, like this is a commercial. Can we? <laughs> yes. And like, the, yeah. <laughs> and the, um, I am the person who loves commercials, like the goat Dorito one from Super Bowl, like a long time ago, where he's like, Mah! and every time see, they come in the room, he has like a bag of Doritos. He's like, <laughs> I don't know why that was so good. Made an impact. It did. I was like, I get that goat. Yeah, that that goat is me. That is connecting with yeah, me. I'm Capricorn but, and I'm <laughs> there you go. I get that though. Like I went to a class where some person was saying some mystical healer person was like, you shouldn't read fiction. You should only read nonfiction books. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We need to read fiction. We need to be in other people's perspectives. Like that's really important. That is empathy. And we need to like be immersed in stories and feel them as if they're ours and TV and movies and books and podcasts can all do that. So, yeah. That is such a fabulous point. And I love that we just brought that up randomly towards the end here because it's embodiment. It's learning yeah. how to feel. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in a creative writing intensive right now and it's like a college cool. level 
and it's called Body Narratives. Ooh, oh, I just got chilled. You that sounds so good. Works. I think she's a professor at Berkeley. Cool. To get her name, I'll, I'll let you know. Patricia yeah, does please do. I love I, that. Seriously, we're we're studying poetry. We're we're doing different excerpts of like the body's not an apology and and all these cool. different things, and just um noticing the tone and and how things are written and then we write our own pieces so we're doing like basically quantity versus quality and just like getting work out yeah being prolific is the key to making good work you just have to like make a lot of shit make a lot of shit (laughs) right that is the 20 that's you know that's the new paradigm is like make a lot of shit don't try to make the perfect shit Mm -hmm. and then rest in between Mm -hmm. and then wake up and do it you know like just Mm -hmm. make just make things Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. I could this talk to you. So I feel fun. like we're hanging out in, in your house. I know. Right now drinking tea. I know. I feel like I'm in Michigan. It's great. I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's, this has been really cool. This is yeah. life in 2020 zoom meetings. And now friends we're friends. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I'll be like drinking Call coffee. I'll be week. like, Oh my God, Mickey, my best friend, Michelle, she's like, she's, he's like, why do you, you, you start acting like, you know, these people. And I'm like, well, we do we just we just hung out (laughs) he he's in a he's a firefighter and he doesn't do social media he's not into any of this he doesn't rare he is he is um one of those ones where you meet him and you're like who are you where did you come from where did you come from and he's like i live in the stone age you know? <laughs> you're from the olden times what's happening yeah i'll say things to him that are so like oh my god this and this and, blah, blah, blah. and he's and i'm like don't you understand he's like I, i'm already enlightened i don't need to understand all that like, <laughs> you all make it very complicated he's probably right honestly yeah, i know and i want him to be wrong but he's not like, ah, <laughs> so damn <annoying>. you <laughs> Uh, all right oh, well, well new best so friend fun. <laughs> we must go now <laughs> so great right. yes you too i will put all of your links we have all of your ways to reach you um i'm like a huge fan of holistic holisticism i can't say it very well holisticism holisticism yeah. it's my yeah. michigan accent i'm like oh yeah don't you know oh there it is. throw that hard scene there yeah, yeah no i like it it's a made-up <laughs> word like you can't do it wrong you know like there's no bot there's not in the dictionary it's all good yeah. i love it well i am a big fan i love what you're doing it's so cool and happy we got to chat and i will let everyone know how they can reach you down below and follow along in your journey and go download some of these really cool free things tap into the akashic records get on some email lists with me yeah amazing thanks so much for having me yeah thank you